Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again today with Winning with the Burns. You know, today, Nick, we get the the honor to really have one of our great mentors on with us today. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, the, the, the theme of today's podcast is, is core values. And the gentleman that is going to be talking about core values today is, you know, someone that that I just absolutely admire. Um, number one, I'm thankful for to, to be in business with uh, one of the most humble men in our industry. Um, but make no mistake about it, he's one of the biggest go getters there ever was. And so, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to talk with Mr. Barry Clarkson. He's going to be synced in uh, live from Lynchburg, Virginia, and uh, we're just going to be having a conversation today. Um, so, Barry. Uh, Thank you for jumping on with me and JB today. Kind of, kind of give the elevator talk of, you know, how how you got into business, how long you got in the business, and you know what's going on right now with with you. All righty. Well, first of all, Nick and JB, thanks for the uh, invite, man. I uh, love what you guys have going on in your business, and uh, one of my favorite subjects to talk about. We'll get into that in a moment. Is core values, but. Uh, this is my 42nd year in the business. Um, I was literally in April of 1980, uh, skipping a psychology class in, um, uh, in college, uh, was at a restaurant having a 99 cent breakfast. So uh, some, of the, some people out there with gray hair will remember Sambo's. And a buddy of mine, we were sitting there talking about getting a, uh, a summer job. Um, that summer, uh, I was a laborer, uh, JB and Nick, uh, for a, a, a brick mason company. And uh, my friend uh, was, was uh, working with a painting company, right? So that's the way we got started. But there was a gentleman that got stood up in the booth next to us, overheard our conversation, came over and uh, gave us a card and invited us to a meeting uh, the following Tuesday night um, at, at a local bank. I remember it was the Community Bank of Forest on the second floor at seven o'clock. And being our prospects for employment were not that high. Both of us showed up. And um, it was an opportunity meeting, and at 20 years old, uh, I got to tell you, man, God did a great job because I was fired up after listening to him for an hour. And, um, you know, that summer, uh, studied, got, ended up getting my insurance license, went uh, worked part-time. Uh, I was still in college playing baseball at the time. Um, and ended up making a decision to go full-time in January of 1982 and have done nothing in my working life other than this business since. Uh, currently CEO of um, Equus Financial, uh, a managing partner with Integrity Marketing Group, uh, which I take a lot of uh, pride in. What an incredible company out there and just... Uh, humble to be a partner with integrity um, under Brian Adams and his team's leadership. And uh, I think the future is uh, brighter than it's ever been today. You know, Barry, I've always heard that story about, you know, you sitting in there having breakfast, but I didn't know 
I, I thought that you you know you showed up to to meet a guy for breakfast and that he was sharing the opportunity with you. I didn't know that the guy got stood up. You talk about sequences. You talk about being at the right place at the right time. You know how how I mean if you know again people can we can we can do a, a whole you know, bio on you down the road, but you know, what you've done in the business, I mean, it didn't just happen. I mean, you, you call it by chance, but you were there. You were, you know, I heard, heard this this morning it says success is about the interaction of being intentional and lucky. You know, you were being intentional about getting a summer job, right? You were being, you, you wanted to get a summer job, but look, you got lucky when that guy didn't show up for his meeting in his right place at the right time. But, but what we're going to talk about today, Barry, is core values. You know, um, the core values here at Equus mean a lot to me personally. You know, I've shared with you before, they didn't mean a lot to me until I got fully engaged in the business. And so I want to, I want to, I want to talk, you know, candidly about, you know, why you felt it was so important to implement core values. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that are doing a lot of business that don't have a mission statement, uh, that, that don't have core values. Um, I'm going to kind of read some things. You know, you can Google anything uh, on the Internet, and it talked about, you know, asking about why are core values so important to a company. And, and one site said it helps ensure that all your teammates are working towards the same goals. Another one says it supports the company's vision. Uh, another one says it shapes its culture. And then this last one, which I really like, it says it's principles that define your culture. And, you know, when, when I when I read the six values at Equus, to me, all of them are, are a fragrance of Barry Clarkson. So kind of kind of share why it was important to even implement uh, uh, core values here at Equus. Well, uh, Nick, uh, you know, it's something that I take very seriously. I, you know, I talked about my time in the business and, and how long I've been involved in the business. Um, you know, when the founders of Equus talked to me about joining the team, um, I, I know how tough it is to build something, right? Um, and I really felt like, you know, there are a lot of bodies out there, right? And, and so one of the beautiful things about when you're, when you're starting and building your organization and putting uh, putting your coach, you, you know, your coaches together, right? Is, uh, and, and let's, again, I want to say it takes a lot of effort, right? I mean, you, you know, something that you've got to be committed to. And I see so many people waste time, right? They, you know, they spend the majority of their time working with the wrong people. Um, and I was guilty of that. And so I really felt like it was important for our leadership team to have core values that would be their guiding light. You know, I like to call it their North Star. Right. They were people that were, you know, I mean, they valued the same things that we valued, Right. And. You know, I, I think each of those six core values in itself could almost be standalone. You know, a lot of people ask me, Nick, you know, which of the core values do you think is most important? Um, and it probably depends on the day and what I'm going through or dealing with. Uh, but it, but but each of those core values could be the most important. But together, uh, you get a group of people that will embrace those core values and they look for those in the people that they're building with. Um, I think it is a, a formula 
for success, and it keeps you spit. It keeps you from wasting a lot of your time working with uh, working with the wrong people. That's that's the thing, folks. If you're listening hard, that's the thing called experience. You know, Barry, 42 years in the business. You know, when you partnered up with Rob Jones and and Bill Martin in 2016, so Equus is. Equus is really actually about six years old right now. Uh, coming on, you know, in January of this year, it'll be in, go entering into its seventh year. Um, but, you know, you have a lot of experience. You know, you said something earlier about, you know, in order to build something, it's tough. It is absolutely tough to build something. It takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of commitment. So um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go, um, you know, if you're taking notes, guys, uh, the core values here at Equus, um, uh, the first one's attitude. And, and, and that's the one we, we're going to start out with initially is attitude. And, and Barry, what, what Webster's Dictionary says about attitude is it's a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. You know, me personally, you know, you, I hear it all the time, heard it all the time growing up playing sports, you know, control your attitude, control your attitude. You know, um, the only two things you can control is your effort and attitude. Um, but man, 43 years old, been in the business 19 years, man, how true is that? That's one of the few things that I personally can control on a daily basis. Why was attitude one of the core values here at Equus? Well, you know, Nick, you just said it, and I was going to say this. There's so many things in business and in life that we do not control. Uh, but the one thing that we do control is how we're going to view the day when our feet hit the floor in the morning. Um, it's easy to have a great attitude when things are going well, when, um, you know, when the scoreboard is, is uh, you know, in favor of ourselves. But um, you know, I got to tell you this, man, when you're building out there, uh, you know, 80 percent of the days, probably you're, you're facing challenges. Right. And I think attitude is critical because I think everyone is always looking at you and how you respond to adversity, how you handle adversity. Are you going to pull the little white flag up and run home to mama or are you going to be a man or a woman with a spine? Um, and, and I believe, you know what, we're not in a popularity contest. What we do is serious. Number one, um, you know, we have, I mean, I got to tell you something, man. I mean, our, our commitment obligation to, to, to serving the public, um, to sitting down and at, across that kitchen table and giving counsel to them about what is going to probably be one of the, the most terrific, sad days in their life takes responsible, serious people, right? And I think it's important that that when you're in this business, right? I mean, we live on a commission income. And I think, number one, it's critically important to be forthright and 100% honest all the time. Um, and, you know, when I talk about attitude, um, you know, if you're helping someone build a business, um, you know what, man, you can't be a whiny crybaby, right? Every time something doesn't go to suit you. Um, and so, you know, attitude's critical, man. I, and I want to tell you this, Nick. Uh, I don't know that attitude is everything, but I know this in building, it's a bunch, right? It's a, it, it's a bunch. And um, so... Um, that was a, that was a, a a key value of ours uh, going into this. 
uh, were finding people um, that would get up and put a smile on their face regardless of what happened at home, right, on the way to work, news they received. Um, and I believe it's critical to be a leader of people uh, that you've got that ability and strength uh, to control your actions and your attitude. You know, I, I think it goes even deeper. You know, you know, when, when I first would hear about the word attitude, I think positive or negative. You know, you see somebody, man, they got a good attitude. You know, they're in a good mood. But I think it also goes deeper. It's the attitude of I'm going to show up every day. It's an attitude of I'm going to give my all. You know, it's an attitude of I'm going to help as many people as I can. It's an attitude of, you know, I'm going to win. I'm, I'm going to be the best that I can be. Um, but, you know, you could you could get really deep with attitude. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same, Barry. It's like, you know, which one which one is, is my favorite? You know, it, it, like you said, it depends on the day. You know, it depends on, you know, what you're going through at that time. So, um, JB, anything on attitude? No, I love it. You know, I, I've heard Barry Clarkson go through core values so many times live at conferences and everything. And I've already got a page full of notes just on that one core value. So yeah. if, you know, if you're riding down the road, you need to pull over, get a pen out because, you know, this is critical to your business and whatever you're doing is having that attitude. And to your point, positive or negative, you know, it's, it's really about just showing up. Am I going to have the attitude to show up every day to what Barry said, even though I had bad news, even though this hit me today, I'm still going to show up. You could take, you could take these core values, Barry, and, and put it with any company. You could take these core values and put it with any team. You could take these core values and and instill it within your family. You know, the, 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 it's, it's so critical. You know, the principles win in anything that you do. You know, so, all right, so attitude, that's, that's the first one. The second one we're going to talk about is ownership. Taking ownership and and the def the definition the definition of ownership by Webster says it's a state or act of possessing something. You know, uh, you know, you think about taking ownership of a home, taking ownership of a car. Guys, you know, my my opinion of taking ownership is owning your situation. You know, but Barry, this is a whole that we could go really deep with this. Why was ownership one of the core values at Equus? Well, hey, Nick, if, if I'm going to straighten up a little bit when I talk about ownership, because uh, the, 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 the context um, of what we were talking about was owning your own, owning your situation where you are. Right. Uh, you know, until you do that, it, it's not about owning, owning your business or owning a home or owning a car. You've got to own where you are and look in the mirror, whether it was fair or not fair, and take 100% ownership. Because until you do that, you're never going to be willing to go through what it takes to change to get better, right? And, I mean, you see it here. Uh, you know, listen, you see it here at Equus, right? Uh, I'm sure you've seen it all your life. Um, most people, when they're not growing, right, uh, when things aren't going the way they want to, uh, want them to go, right? Uh, instead of looking in a dead gum mirror and taking a hundred percent ownership of the situation, see that's what leadership's also about, right? Um, and and people, you know, they they don't want to be around somebody, nor are they going to follow uh, somebody that's always making excuses, right? You know, when I talk about building. In, in, in being tough, right? I, I, listen, I love it. 
And, and I think if you talk to most leaders uh, across America today, they love it that it's tough, right? Um, it, it, it's supposed to be tough because it's so rewarding, right? I mean, the stakes are so high for those individuals out there that have the ability uh, to help create great distribution models for our insurance companies, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. And um, and so, you know, we, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for us that are able to go out there and do that. But I believe it starts with owning every situation that, that you're in. Um, all of us can talk about you know, somebody's done this to us or did that to us. And, you know, we can talk about our third grade teacher that, you know, made fun of us or something because we misspelled a word. I mean, we can go back and it's amazing the crap people drag around. Right. But but, you know, I, I think going from being a child to an adult, we're supposed to shed a lot of that. And we have an opportunity living in the greatest country on the planet. Yeah. To be able to go out there, Nick, and um, and to affect change, right? Um, but it, but I got to tell you something. It starts right here with us, and um, because change is tough, right? You know, I don't care if you're changing, if it's uh, you, you're trying to shed a few pounds, if you're changing your business model, uh, if you're wanting to change some things going on in your spiritual life, right? You know, your, your physical life, whatever. Change is difficult. Um, and so ownership to me, I said I didn't have a favorite. Dead gummit, maybe that's my favorite because, and I'm going to tell you why, because it's the one thing that bites most people. And sadly, Nick, sadly, Nick, um, you know, I don't know if it's eight and a half out of every 10 people or nine people out of every 10. Uh, but it's a bunch that uh, I think because they don't do that, right? Uh, and they're pointing the finger at somebody. And, you know, when you point your finger at somebody, you got three pointing back at you. Um, Nick, it, it, it keeps a lot of people from going out and, and winning uh, at a level they could win at in business. Maybe whether it could be in their family life, right? Or they, it, we can go on and on. Uh, but I believe it all starts with you, and I and I love that. You know, you said owning your own situation, owning your situation where you are. You know, you know that that just holds that just you know hits me and JB right in the face because you know we were there, we were there. You know, a little over eighteen months ago, and you know it, we had we had been in this business for a while and had some success, and you know we got hooked up with you guys. Um, you know, last really last year. I mean, we we came on board in early nineteen to do final expense. It was a complete flop. Um, you know, and then we we were just in a situation where you know we had some money coming in. We were successful, and you know, adversity really hit. You know, we were sitting around waiting for our ship to come in, and weren't owning our situation, Barry. That's what we were not doing. We weren't owning our situation. We had to look in the mirror and say, you know, hey, you know, this didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And man. It pushed us into the greatest opportunity we've ever had in this business here with you guys and what's going on right now. And it's just, you know, change is tough, you know, but but it starts with this core value, you know, is you gotta have it, you gotta have some self-awareness, number one. But then it 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 starts with taking ownership. When you take ownership of your situation, you look in the mirror and you feel fat, right? 
go to the gym. You know, hey, I, look, I need, I need to, I need to get myself together. Nick Burns had to do that here a while back. You know, and and I had to get in a routine of making some changes. If if financially, if you're not where you are, I have an insurance license. I can go out and help families, and I can make money. You know, so it's it's owning your own situation and and looking in that mirror. Uh, by the way, there's a great book. I don't know if uh, if you're listening, uh, go grab it. Extreme Ownership, arguably one of the best leadership books I've ever read. It's written by two Navy SEALs. Chapter two will rip you. There's no bad teams, only bad leaders. And um, you know, it's just a wake up call f- for me and JB all the time. It's you know, we're 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 never pointing the you know uh, situ pointing the finger at somebody else. Now, now I say never, we have, but we'll quickly call each other out. Hey, if Nick's b- feeling sorry for himself that day, JB calls Nick out. If JB's feeling sorry for himself, JB calls Nick out. You know, Nick calls his brother out. But you know, um, JB, anything on ownership? You know, Barry, when I think of people that lack ownership, I think of a palms up kind of guy you've seen them on the football field the baseball field it's like when something happens they throw their palms up like i didn't do it i didn't do it but you know as as a leader you know you have to look at it as when things go right it's a we mentality but when they go wrong it's an i what do i need to do to change the trajectory of the business that i'm in what do i need to do as a leader to change things if they're not going the way they should be going right you know, I, I, I do think it's important. And, and, you know, Nick, I think you bring a great point out is that I think one of the things is you're starting to develop your team, having a running buddy, but also having someone that uh, is going to be honest with yeah. you 100 percent of the time. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that's a great thing you and JB do. And I think everybody needs that. I mean, you know. Everyone needs that in your life because none of us are perfect, right? And all of us wake up, we're human beings. We're not going to deny our humanity, right? And human beings have emotions and um, all of us fall short. You know, I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people ought to draw comfort to. None of us are perfect at what we do. I, I can guarantee you very hearts in it. And, you know, I need some people to shake my tree up once in a while. And, and, and I've got people around me and surrounded myself with people that I depend on and want them to do that. Right. And, and I think it's, I think it's critically important. And I just wanted to, to point that out Nick, because you brought attention to it. And, um, you know, none of us, none of us are kings, right? I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, uh, surround yourself with people that are going to be honest with you. And I think uh, that's not a core value, Nick, but uh, it, it's important um, when, you, when you're doing this thing. There's too much at stake. You said it earlier. There, there's way too much at stake to not be honest with somebody you're in business with. You know, we, we're, you know, coming back and, and getting back in the game since April of last year, our mentality is so different with new agents now. You know, we, it would be like massaging them along the way, helping them along the way. We're brutally honest from up front. You know, we're telling them, hey, this is going to be tough. If you don't do it this way, it's not going to work, you know. And and I think that comes with experience. But, um, all right, so we hit on attitude. We hit on ownership. Uh, respect. Respect, you know, and and when I Googled it, uh, Webster, it it said a feeling of admiration for someone or something elicited by their ability. So if you look, you respect somebody by what they do, you know, but but it also I think it goes a little deeper. So, you know, respect. Why? Why is that a core value? 
I, I think, Nick, if you look at any of their canvases where we have our core values listed, uh, respect shows up as number one. And and it's for a reason. Um, you know, you've uh, you've got to respect the people that uh, that you're working with and, and they've got to respect you. And, and candidly, I think everything starts there. Right. If there's a starting point, it is respect. And, and um, you know, man, I, I, I tell our leadership team uh, this all the time. You know, a lot of us have been blessed way beyond what we deserve. And yes, you know, we've worked hard and 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 so forth and in all of that. But, you know, I, I tell our, 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 our people this all the time. You know, we we whether you're in a hotel at a conference or you're at a training, uh, I expect everybody to. And I, and I mean this. I don't just say this for, the, for those that know me best know how much I mean this. Um, I want you to show the same respect uh, to the person waiting on you and serving you a meal or bringing in a water jug uh, to the conference, filling up, you know, uh, you know, the water container or, or, or coffee or whatever. Um, don't you treat them one ounce different than what you treat me or anybody else? In fact, candidly, I would rather you go out of your way to show them more love and more respect. Um, and I think it tells you a lot about someone. If you just observe them, Nick and JB, just observe people. Um, observe someone when, they, um, when they're having a meal, right? And maybe the waiter or the waitress comes up and, and is taking an order or asking if they want a, a refill on their drink. Notice how that person responds to them, right? Is it a hey you or are they addressing them by their name, right? Because I got to tell you something. It, it tells you everything you need to know, tells you everything you need to know if that's somebody you want uh, one on your team. Um, so to me, respect is number one and it all starts there. Um, you know, and, and I could talk a lot about that because I see so many people screw that up and um, sooner or later, it's going to bite you if you're a phony about respect. It will bite you and it will show its ugly head. Well, we've had plenty of dinners with you. I've seen you interact and that's not lip service coming from you. That That's how you are. That's That's who you are. That's your identity. That's how you treat everyone you come in contact with, whether it's you know, uh, you know, your boss at integrity <laughs> or or if it's a brand new agent, you treat everybody the same. JB, anything on respect? No, I, I love what you say, Barry. You can tell a lot by somebody how they treat, you know, and I was reading a story and, you know, maybe it's made up, maybe it's not. But it was really cool that these two guys were interviewing for the same position. Well, they had dinner that night with the executive. And uh, this one guy was so knowledgeable about the line he was going in and the guy just the other guy just kind of sat back, took a back seat, didn't get to speak much about what he knew. But uh, when they walked out, he dismissed the guy who talked the whole time at the dinner table. And he says, but I know so much more than this guy. He said, but when the waiter came, you ignored him. 
You treated him like crap. You did this. What are you going to do with the team members that you're going to lead? And so, therefore, the guy who respected the waiter, who, you know, acknowledged them by name, he got the job because he said, that's the guy I want on my team. That's the people that I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who's not a fake. Barry, you always teach us. You can sniff a fraud out from a mile away. And you want to know how somebody really respects other people as a human? Take them out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Barry, you, you, you know, you're, you're big, uh, you know, Barry played college baseball at Liberty. Uh, you know, we, we, we send texts back and forth about, you know, college football and, and, and athletics as a whole, but you know, you hear stories all the time of college coaches going and recruiting kids and watching how they treat their parents after a game, watching how they treat their teammates, watching how they treat their, you know, their coach. And, you know, I've heard stories of they, they go to offer them a scholarship. That's when they go to that game to offer them a scholarship and they see how they treat somebody else and they pull that scholarship back, you know, because that's so important, you know, because adversity's coming. <laughs> trials are coming. They're around the corner, you know, make no mistake about it, you know, and it's like, how are you going to, if you can't, you know, if you can't handle it now, how are you going to handle it when it really gets tough? And that leads us in to, you know, if I had to choose a favorite, this one would be my favorite toughness. Yeah. I knew you were going there, Nick Burns. I knew you were going there, man. <laughs> So, so here's what it says. There's like three different, you know, you know, you Google uh, what a definition of something it gives you like one or two. This one goes like three or four deep. So it says the state of being strong enough to withstand adverse conditions. Now, the next one says the quality of being difficult to cut or chew. You know, obviously you think about a steak or, or something hard, but hey, I look at it in, in another way. It also says this, the ability to deal with hardships to cope in difficult situations. Barry, the floor is yours on toughness. <laughs> well, hey, you know, if we start, the scripture talks about that, right? That man is full of troubles, right? And so um, it, it is true when you're working, you know, with people. And it always, I, I just believe this with everything in me, is that, you know, when you are assembling or you're working to put together uh, the organization, um, and, I, and I know I said this earlier, but I do think it bears repeating, right, uh, is that when you're working with others, I think most people want to find out how you handle adversity, right? How you handle a tough day, how you handle tough news, right? Because number one, it's part of life. Uh, and, you know, one of the things about being a leader is uh, not only handling you, but it is being it's it's being involved with your people. I believe on a personal level, a lot of you know, I know we've not gotten to the to that core value yet. And I'm not going to even say the word, but we will here in a moment. But, um, you know, I remember my leader back in the 80s and I hung on to every word this gentleman said. Um, but he talked about, man, you can't go in with a bunch of dead gum mental sissies, right? In fact, I think he called them mental wee-wees, right? I, uh, but you know what? Uh, that, that, that's true. Um, you know, you need people that, um, that are strong, that are mentally strong. Um, 
that take a lot of personal pride in being tough. And, and, and candidly, in the world we live in today, I don't see a lot of that. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, this culture in so many places, um, they, and I think your kids see that, you know, participation trophies, right? Um, and I'm not much on participation trophies, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I love people that go out there and, and work their rear ends off. You know, I've got a nine-year-old granddaughter, um, and she is uh, she's in gymnastics, right? And she works most days about four hours of training a day. Uh, and she just had a big event two days ago. It's the reason I'm bragging on her. I'm not going to bring any video out, I promise you. But, um, but you know, I was telling my wife, you know, she finished number one out of 139 kids. And, um, and it was, a, but, but I loved it because I know a lot of those kids didn't work four hours a day, right? I mean, every time you see her, she's doing handstand, you know, and, and, and I think that toughness, man, I think you got to love what you're doing. I think you got to embrace it. Um, but again, I think it's one of those things, Nick and JB, that we have control over. Um, and I don't think we talk enough about it. And, and I know we're going to, you know, we're going to start talking a lot more about it uh, than we have been as we go in 2023. Uh, this has been a tough year for most of the people that we work with in middle in middle income America. Right. Um, but I but I think that uh, I think that toughness uh, is is a must is a must. Number one, um, whether you're a, a personal producer or, or whether you're a leader um, you know, that's out there, uh, building and creating distribution for, for our insurance carriers, uh, regardless of it, you, you've got to be tough if you're going to, if you're going to be in business today. you know, Barry, you talk about toughness and, uh, what is it, you know, uh, being mentally tough. You know, I ran, uh, this past Sunday night, I did a 10 K and I am not a runner. I don't know why I decided to do it. I had a friend of mine says, why don't you do this with me? So I signed up. Well, halfway through, I got a cramp in my side. I'm like, this sucks. And they looked at me and said, you just need to learn to deal with it. It's tough. You just got to learn to deal with it because the finish line's coming close. And I think for a lot of people, very bad things happen, but it's that mental toughness that pushes them through that storm because it, it's never as bad as you think it is, and it's never as good as you think it is, right? Yep, it's so true, man. It is, uh, it, it is true, and and you know, I think a lot of of, of toughness that you're talking about, um, it is pushing yourself. You know, business is very much like that, right? You know, there may be people listening to us today, right? We we talked about ownership, you know, and then one of the things that we talked a lot about an air company for six years, right? It's probably a boring topic, uh, but I believe that that debt in air country today is one of the most debilitating things out there outside of of health challenges, right? And and um, you know it's easy to get into, but but you know you what you find out, you, there's got to be a starting point, and maybe it's it's paying a hundred or two hundred bucks, right, toward that you know, toward that credit card, but it's starting, right? And I think you've got to give yourself, um, you know, JB, 
I, I think you got to set some small goals to start winning and get a taste of it, of what it feels like. Right. And and, and you know, I know everybody doesn't go out there and start at a 10K. Right. I guarantee you, you started running your first mile. Right. Or, or running two or three. And, and, and you kind of worked your way up to that. But I, but I do think that's important. And, you know, this business of toughness, JB, you know, we, we talk a lot about this at, at, at Equus Financial. You know, I believe you've got to look yourself in the mirror on Friday night or Saturday night, whenever it's the end of your week. And I think you've got to be proud of the reflection, right? You've got to be proud of your effort. Um, because of course you're going to have adversity, right? Of course, you know, you're going to have cancellations. You're going to have someone quit, right? Um, you know, Nick, somebody's going to hit the, the transfer portal that you weren't expecting, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, of course, right? Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, you've got to prepare yourself physically, I believe. I think you've got to prepare yourself mentally. And I think you've got to do that every single day. And But I don't think there will ever be any anything that you get more joy from right? Uh, more satisfaction from that when you're able to look uh, just you, right? Maybe you're in a bathroom, it, it, it's just you. And you look in the mirror and you're proud of you, right? And I think when you get to that point that you're proud of you, you're proud of the way you conducted yourself, you're proud of your effort, you know, you're proud of all of those things. I think that's the first part or the first key to start attracting the right people that embrace your core values. That's good. That's good. You know, you know, toughness, toughness kind of, you know, it all intertwines with the first three we've talked about, you know, being mentally tough is taking ownership of your situation. You know, being mentally tough is respecting yourself. You know, being mentally tough is having an attitude of mental toughness. I'm choosing to be tough today. I'm choosing to, you know, not let what he, she said about me affect me. You know, it's, uh, the, you know, Grant Cardone, I'm not saying I agree with this comment, but Grant Cardone says, he, he said, you're loving me one day or you're hating me the next day, but both days I'm making money. You know, that's his attitude, <laughs> yeah. you know, again, yep. I'm not saying I agree with that, but again, he has that sort of attitude, but Mental toughness, especially in our business, in the financial service business that we're in, I believe mental toughness is arguably, arguably the mo the 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 biggest attribute for those that win at a high level because our business is not based on talent. I really believe our business. Is, I mean, yeah, Barry Clarkson has talent. You know, a Brian Adams has talent. You know, a Rob Jones has talent. I mean, there's so many people that have talent, but if you don't have that mental toughness combined with that talent, you know, you're in trouble. I mean, how many great athletes have you seen? How many, I mean, come on, how, how many guys did you grow up with that, you know, they should have done this, but they didn't because they, they gave up because they weren't willing to put in the effort, you know, but you know, mental toughness is, um, it's, it's arguably my favorite. Can I, I want to say something. And, and I think it's important, uh, Nick, for the people that, that are listening to this podcast uh, with you guys, you know, again, when I, when I reflect back 
over the last 42 years, right? And, it, and man, there's a lot of water that's gone under the bridge over the last 42 years. But I think about uh, January 1st of 1982, uh, I was 21 years old and made the decision to go full time in this business. And, and um, man, I was scared to death, right? My, my wife worked at, at, at a grocery store and you know, we had a daughter that was born with spina bifida in September of 1982. And, and you know, my wife can no longer work. She had to stay home. And, and, and you just you, you wake up, you know, I mean, I can still think about those those feelings in my stomach every morning. Right. Uh, getting ready to go out there and uh, and, and, and and make a living on the commission income at, uh, at that time, 22 years old. But but I want to say this, and I, I think it's it's critical. Um, and you said it be be a hundred percent honest and transparent. But I had a leader that every time he talked, he said for the first five years in business, it seems like it's not it, it's it's one false start after the other. And the first five years, Nick, it isn't anything but just pure survival from one day to the next. And here's the reason that I appreciate that so much. There's so many people out there that blow smoke and mirrors and talk about, you know, you're going to do this and do that. And, I, and, and you know, I tell people this at Air Company, the only thing I can promise you is a hard time. Right. Because you're getting ready to be challenged like you've never, ever been challenged before. And I have no idea how you're going to handle that. So uh, if you want me to start telling you how great things are going to be, you're not going to hear it from me because um, we'll talk after five years. But but I think the right people want to hear that. I think they want to hear truthful, straight, transparent conversation. And, and because here's what you're respecting. And I looked at it this way, that my leader respected me enough. You give me the facts. You respect me enough to make my own mind up about whether I want to work that hard or put myself in the position to. But for goodness sakes, don't tell me 99% of the truth and leave out the 1%. Respect me that much. And I see people trying to build companies and bring people on, and all they're doing is just telling about how great everything is. And that's not life, right? Um, and I don't care what it is. It didn't, it, you know, I hear football coaches all the time talk about, man, it's tough to, to win a college football game. Well, I got a news for the college football coaches. It isn't only tough to win a college football game, it's just tough to win in business in general. Right. And uh, but but I think that is an important part in our communication with people. Let's look people in the eye and be 100 percent transparent 100 percent of the time. And I found out when we did that, when you do that, you attract the right people uh, that want to be a part of, uh, of, of, you know, of a leader that's doing that consistently. I love it. Absolutely love it. You know, before I met you, I've never shared this with you before talking about toughness and mental toughness. You know, I, I know you, you shared about, you know, Tiffany, you know, uh, having spina bifida. I remember a gentleman that connected us with you, John Kite, shared with us a story um, at Tiffany's Wake. He said, you know, he went to Tiffany's Wake and he talked about how you were 
Okay, a man, you know, had just lost his daughter, how you were with everybody that came to the wake, how you were going and shaking everybody's hand. You know, how are you doing? You know, you put the the Otis on somebody else. You you were that's how mentally tough Barry Clarkson is. And we're not even talking about business. We're talking about losing a child. You know, um, you know, who you are. I'm I told you this before, Barry. I'm thankful you know, for, you know, all the business hardships you've been in. And we could go one after another. I mean, even when you, you know, started Equus, I mean, you guys had a crazy situation that took place a couple years into it, you know, with your contracts and, and, and you pushed through, you, you know, you pushed through with it, you know, um, but we're thankful for you going through the stuff you've been through because we can all benefit from it. You know, you can tell us the truth, you know, you can be brutally honest with us about what to expect, but, uh, but this next one, Barry, um, you know, I do – if arguably mentally toughness, when I think of Barry Carson, I think about mental toughness. But this one is is either right there or right above it, and it's humility. You know, Barry, you are one of the most humble men that I know, not only in this business, but that I know personally. You've had so much success in this business, yet you're one of the most humble guys. You could toot your own horn. You could do your own podcast, right, you know, and just, you know, blow Barry Clarkson up, which I think we need to because people need to hear from you. Um, but you're one of the most humble men I know, and, and when you Google humility, it says a modest or low view of one's own importance. A modest or low view of one's own importance, humbleness. When I, when I hear that, I hear Barry Carson. Why did you choose humility? Well, humility was actually, you know, when we started our company, we, we would have a theme every year, right? Um, and, um, you know, that we, we started having some people. We were really blessed, man. Uh, you know, our first year, um, we did, you know, I, I forget the exact, I think it was $8.9 million in paid premium. And of course, that represents how many families we were able to, to help and, and put insurance on. In their second year, we went from 8.9 million uh, to 27 million, right? And so we had we had tremendous growth in 2017, and we had a lot of our people start financially, um, maybe you know, really doing better than probably they've ever done in their life, and and. I see so many people, um, man, start thinking that it's all about them, right? Um, and, you know, they forget where they came from. And, you know, I guess, Nick and JB, humility is an easy one for me because I struggled for so many years in business. And when things did turn and the tide did turn, uh, I was just so thankful, man. And I've, I've never, ever uh, taken that for granted. And um, and I've also found that through that, it wasn't about Barry Clarkson. It was about, you know, having great agents and great leadership around us. And, and I just always viewed it that way. You know, I mean, we talked about being honest. Uh, I know me. Right. And uh you know, I know my shortcomings and, and you know, I, I candidly, man, I know how blessed I've been and, and our family and just how thankful we are. Um, but, you know, I, I challenge, I don't know what it is about our industry, 
Um, but it is an industry that I think's got some of the largest egos <laughs> in it, uh, Nick and JB, that 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 I've witnessed and seen. Um, but man, I think when people start thinking it's about them and feeling like they need to post on Facebook or social media every move they're making, um, man. You know, and telling us what they had for breakfast or the car they just purchased. Man, you know what? I, I know there's different ways to motivate, but man, all that crap just turns me off, right? Um, and um, so I, I think you have to be careful. And I, and, you know, I, I heard Brian Adams say this, probably one of the first uh, complete, you know, one of the first things he told me uh, when I met him is ego kills. Ego kills arrogance kills, right? Um, because no one long-term wants to be around it, right? That's the thing. You know, you may be intimidated by some leader and you may put up with it for a little while, but long-term, no one wants to stomach uh, some arrogant you-know-what, right? And uh, so I, I think it, it's critically important uh, to, to be humble, to be thankful, uh, to be gracious, and to realize that uh, it, it, the world doesn't evolve just ar ar around you. Um, but take all of that energy and pour it into your, pour it into your organization and, and to your people. You know, with, 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 with humility, though, I think a, a lot of times, you know, when, when, when you hear it's, it's a low view of one's own importance, that's true. But I think a lot of times, you know, you can't see me, but Barry, you know, you raise humility up high and then in the right hand, you raise, you know, you lower confidence that that creates somebody that's very passive. It's, it's the combination of both of them together going head to head. You've got to have confidence combined with humility. You know, you you are one of the most bold leaders I've ever met when it comes to making a decision, saying, all right, hey, we're, we're moving. We're doing this. You know, you've got to have yep. confidence, um, but it but it is combined uh, with with that humility, JB. Well, you know, confidence is you know you can deliver, Barry, and that's why you're confident when you make a decision. You know, one thing you always said is, you know, a good leader is not afraid to call a shot, whether the shot's good or bad. A good leader is not afraid to call a shot, and that's the confidence inside of you. That's not the ego. The ego is just talk. When people talk about ego, it's just that guy's just talking. But when you're confident you can be very humble because you're staying hungry because you're grateful for what comes your way. You're grateful for the opportunity and, and you realize that sometimes you didn't do it because of you. You did it because the people you surrounded yourself with. And that's about to lead into our next one, but you did it because you had help along the way and it wasn't just you accomplishing those things. Hey, well, you know, JB, uh, uh, humility has nothing about being a doormat and it doesn't mean you're not supposed to have swagger and confidence, right? Uh, that, that has nothing. And, and, and people, I think, confuse that sometimes, right? Yeah. You, you know, um, you, you better be confident as a leader. You better be confident and bold in, in, in what you do. You know, uh, we're never going to, you know, a hundred percent of the plays that we make or decisions that we make, I can tell you are not going to be right, right? If you're trying to grow, right, you're trying to stretch the boundary of where you've been, right? And um, 
you know, it, it, it is tough. And, and some of the things you're going to, you know, they're going to work. Some of them aren't going to work, you know. Nick and I, we're Nick, you, you said it, man, during college football, we're sitting there texting each other, right? Um, most of the plays of the brightest offensive minds in the game today do not work, right? But, but they're going to have three or four in the course of uh, 60 minutes that do work, and the people that are able to do that are going to win the game. And those guys go, go on to be able to make what, millions of dollars as, as a football coach. Um, but think of, you know, so again, you know, don't, don't confuse humility as being a doormat or, or walking around with your chin in your soup all the time, right? That's not what we're talking about. Um, but be thankful, be gracious, be confident, um, and, and, and leave the arrogance at home, man, Right. You know, um, you know, and, and I find a lot of people, you know, especially on with with the males, uh, they're arrogant at the office because they can't be at home. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, listen, man, humility is a big one. I know we've talked about it enough, but I but I do think I think it's important. All right. Last, but but definitely not least, relationships. Relationships. You know, it says the state of being connected, the way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave towards each other. Barry, relationships. Well, I think as you've already said, how intertwined the core values are. But at the end of the day, whether you are a personal producer that's going to go out and build your business, make your living, uh, relationships are critical because no one is going to, number one, do business with you or they're not going to follow you if you don't have a relationship with them. Right. And so all of those other core values, I think, kind of end up on the relationship plane. Um, and I think it's important. And I think, number one, man, you've got to get to know people as people. Right. I, I believe that with everything in me. Um I think relationships, a lot of it from a leadership stand and, uh, standpoint, are loving people when they least deserve it, right? Um, you can't just love them when they're doing well, right? And I think, you know, so many people out there, Nick and JB, man, they, I think if we took a poll, right, most people feel like someone that's that they've looked up to, that's been important to them, they've had a relationship problem, right? Somebody's dumped on me. And I, I know I'm this way. So I understand that earning trust, right? Earning trust is important and it's difficult. And I think that being consistent in your emotions and not being all over the planet, not being too high or too low. Nick or JB, I think you just referenced that. I think being consistent in your emotions, I think it's important for people to know what they're going to get every time they're in your presence, right? You know, you can't be a jerk one day and then be the greatest guy in, in, in the world the next day. And I, and I think that's one of the foundations that whether you've had a good day or a bad day, I want you to know 
that the relationship you can come to me. And I want to promise you something. I think it's important to sit down and tell people this. Um, whether you like it or not, right? I want the kind of relationship that I can be 100% honest with you every day and you don't take it personal and get mad at me, right? Because I, I tell people this. You've heard me say this. I coach tough. I coach hard, right? Um, I don't know how to be passive when I'm talking about something that is as important as your career as your family, as your longevity, right? I want, you know, I, man, I want the, the the upper, you know, the side of the business or the financial or why you're doing, I want it to work out. And I'm willing to get in there and we're going to fight together. We're going to have some good days. We're going to have some laughing days and some crying days. But we are, I want you to know I'm committed. I'm the guy that's not going to quit on you. And I, and I think, and, and, and listen, I want to say this, Nick and JP, don't say things like that unless you mean unless it. Unless you mean it, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't say it unless you mean yeah. it, right? Because words are cheap. And I think relationships are built over time. I don't think it's, I don't think it comes quick. I don't think it comes easy. And maybe, Nick and JB, of the six core values Maybe relationships is the most difficult of all of the six to build and to maintain. Amen. Amen. What one of the mistakes that we've made in the past in business with relationships is feeling like you've got to be friends, friends with everybody in the business. And you know, I'm 43 now and I've had to learn the hard way, you know, I don't need any more close friends. I have I have a, I have a certain select few close friends. I'm good, you know what I mean? Because I've always been told if you can count on your hand, you know, you know the amount of close friends that you have, you're blessed. And I think if you got two, Barry, you're super blessed. If you have true, two true confidants, you know, in life. Um, but that's the mistake you're we blessed. made. Yeah, that's the mistake we made yeah. is like being thinking you've got to be best friends with somebody because when you grow. Your 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 time, your energy, your efforts are spread out even more. You know, I've got five kids. I've I mean, I have to have I have to give them time as well. But when times come and and you're you you're really close with somebody, um, and and adversity hits, you know, they get emotional and 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 you have ill will towards you. But one thing you've taught us is, you can have those relationships with everybody that you're in business with but you don't have to be their best buddy. You know, you, you've made it very clear. I'm not here to be your best friend, right? I'm here to help you win in business. I'm help you. I'm here to help you become financially free. And you set that tone yeah. from the beginning here at Equus. And, you know, you, you talked about earning trust. Man, I, I, I've, I've read recently where trust equals speed. Trust equals speed. I don't have when Barry Clarkson tells me something, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to, you know, you know, verify, right? I take it and I run with it because there's a trust there. You know, talk about how important it is, you know, with those relationships, you know, of, you know, not being somebody's best friend all the time. Nick, I, I gotta tell you this. Uh, and I've had a, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people at Air Company about this, is that I don't know how you lead um, and be someone's best friend, 
Right. I, I, I don't know that. And, and you know what? I think that that is it. it honestly, I could talk for the next hour uh, about the subject from a leadership standpoint. I'm not going to. And you're saying uh, as you roll your eyes and say, thank goodness. But, <laughs> but um but no, you can't be someone's best friend, right? I mean, um, and, and and be their leader because leading is is making tough decisions. It, it's calling tough shots, right? It is. Um, it, it it's you know it's just. I mean, I think leaders and friendships are are different. You know, one of the things I think back. Um, at a time in my life, which I was in my 20s and early 30s, uh, when I when I think about this, and I've shared this with a few people, but the guy that led our company obviously was a people person, right? I mean, he was, this individual was dynamic in so many ways um, and created something and uh, that, you know, became one of the most recognizable names uh, in our industry and maybe even from a leadership standpoint. And the 13 or years, uh, or excuse me, 12 years that he was at the company and I was at the company, um, I only saw him one time, okay, break bread, have a meal, with any of us. And we did a lot of trips to Europe uh, as incentive trips. We did a lot to some of the coolest places in the world. And, and Nick and JB, I guarantee you that he wanted to be out there on excursions and, and, and the things that we were doing, but he never allowed himself to do that um, because he knew that he was our leader, right? And um, and there may be a lot of people out there that do not understand that. But if um, if you want to understand it, go in and, 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 and build an organization and be a leader there. And you'll understand why. Doesn't mean that you're not friendly, but your job's not to be everyone's best friend. And I think that can be uh, candidly, I think that can be lethal uh, or catastrophic in business if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, and but but you you do such a great job of still forming relationships without you know quote unquote crossing that line. You know, you you do such a good job because you know it, it's like you got to have that again. It goes back to one of the core values: having that attitude is I'm here to help you and your family win. You know, you know we have an unbelievable platform here at Equus Financial for you to succeed. You know, but it's going to be up to you. You know, it's not going to be handed to you. You know, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. Um, but, you know, you form those relationships over time. And, Barry, I, I, I'll tell you, um, I think we're almost an hour into this deal, and it feels like we just started. We could go on and on and on. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for, for your time today. Um I'm looking forward to going back and listening to this over. I mean, I, I wish I could, you know, show you my my notes. I got tons of notes from just listening to you, Barry. From me and JB both, thank you, thank you for who you are, um, thank you for everything you've done for us personally uh, in this business. Um, you know, our, our best days here at Equus are ahead of us. Absolutely, they are. Well, Nick and JB, number one, thank you. It's uh, 
my honor and a privilege for me to be able to get on and 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 to to talk with you guys about something that's that's dear to me and and I think part of uh, the Equus DNA uh, are certainly your core values and. Uh, I think it's, um, as, as I started out, it's been our North Star. And I think uh, as we grow and continue to grow and build, uh, that we make sure that we don't lose sight of the importance of what got us to this point. Uh, and that is attracting people uh, that these values uh, are, are key to them and, and, and part of their DNA. So, guys, thank you. Thank you for your leadership and what you mean to, to me personally. Uh, and to so many people at our company. Thank you. It's been a privilege, been an honor. Well, Barry, we can't thank you enough. We really appreciate it. And, you know, take some of these, put them in your DNA, in your home life, in your business, whatever that looks like. And remember this, your net worth will never be larger than your net work. So go out, meet some people, shake some hands, see what kind of knowledge you can learn. We'll see you guys next week.